party people and welcome back. It is Saturday, November 2nd, 2019, and you are listening to the very third episode of Crossplay, where we get together and talk about all the video game goodness we can handle each and every week right here on the whatnots.com. Now, I realized that I said last week, each and every weekday, and that is not true. We uh, don't have time in our days for that. Yet. I wish I did, though. That'd be right. so sweet if we could do it each and every weekday. Uh, coming up on today's show, Luigi's Mansion is out. We have been playing it, and we want to talk about it. D- Death Stranding. Uh, also, it's embargo lifted, so the critical r- response is out there, and boy, it is a mixed bag. Uh, and... We are going to be talking about all the big announcements from the very start of BlitzCon 2019. Uh, I can actually talk about WoW lore. Yay! Yeah, yeah, so stay tuned for that. My name is Kyle Spurringer, and I am joined on the mic uh, by Mick. Hello. Yeah, how's it going, Mick? It's just you Everything hurts, and I'm dying. Yeah, Ignacio has family visiting him, so he is out for today. But I think... We both decided that we can hold on the fort without him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be rough, but we can do it. We can soldier on. You just got done running a 5K. Yeah. What, yeah, it hurt. What inspired you to do that, says the well, lazy person in this chair. <laughs> so <laughs> my girlfriend and I signed up for a half marathon next February okay. at Disney World. Mm-hmm. So this was more of like a quarter of the way there halfway there points to see how we're doing with our training okay we didn't expect it though to get super freaking muddy making it almost unrunnable yeah i bet it was pouring rain here the uh, 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 other night so i'm sure it was about the same for you since you're not too far off no yeah i think it was thursday it was pouring down rain almost like it i think we had a tornado warning in the area Oh, wow. And the ground's super wet. They got super cold, so there wasn't enough heat to evaporate all the water and dry up the ground. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Did you guys do anything for Halloween? We just handed out candy. Okay. But we ran out quickly because we got very... We never expected how many kids would stop by. <laughs> so we first started off with, yeah, take as much as you want. Take as a handful. Take two handfuls. Then by the end of the night, we were saying, all right, one piece each. <laughs> one piece per family. <laughs> one piece yeah, per basically. neighborhood. <laughs> There's a two-pack of uh, Starbursts. You have to split it now. Right, and and then it gets to the point. It's like, okay, you guys have all heard of Fortnite, right? There's a hundred of you standing right here. Last man standing wins. Go. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> and you will get the last Hershey's kiss. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't do much. Uh, me and my three, yeah, me and my three roommates. There's one that I don't see very often. They went out. And did something. I stayed in and I watched uh, season one of a show called Happy Valley. Uh, it's a Netflix uh-huh. show. Um, it's a crime drama. We're going to be talking about it on the review show uh, this this coming week. 
but we didn't have anyone show up. I think we actually cordoned off our door with like police tape so they couldn't even get up the steps <laughs> to like ring the doorbell and stuff. We were like, stay away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's no deterrent. Yeah, no, no one came. We also have three dogs, and they're all pit bulls. Uh, so if one of them bum barks, they all start barking, and they all sound yeah. ferocious. And one of them is not good with people, so it's like we don't want young kids kind of coming around with that and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, I gotcha. Like, sushi did away. sushi did okay with all the kids. He was scared of them because they're tiny humans. He's not used to tiny humans. Mm-hmm. And That's so funny. Oh, it was adorable. But we stood him outside. Kids tried to pet him, and he just kind of took it for a while. He was scared at first, then he started taking it. Just rolled with it. He was fine. <laughs> I'm doing this because I love you, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Why are these humans so tiny? They shouldn't be this small. What did you do to them? Um, Speaking of spooky stuff, Luigi's Mansion. We have oh both my God. been playing Luigi's Mansion. I love it yeah how far are you in it right now uh so i i just got to floor let's see i beat floor number nine which is when i think they gave me the second basement okay i am chasing a cat i just finished the Ah. movie theater or movie studio floor yeah you're you're not floor eight you're not too far behind me yeah and it's just so much i actually streamed a little bit of it last night and my audience people who are watching me for extra life None of them really played Luigi's Mansion before, but as they were watching me play it, they were saying in the chat, oh, this is actually looks really fun. I actually might get it now. And I never expected Luigi's Mansion to look so fun and quirky. Where were they watching you exactly? Twitch.tv slash the nanobiologist. There you go. Where I should be hitting affiliate today, hopefully. Man, you need to send them our way so we can reach affiliate was... on twitch.tv slash the whatnots. <laughs> But we just got to start streaming our podcast on there. Yeah, we uh, so we 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 have a Twitch channel. We stream some of our podcasts on there. We stream the Captain's Log uh, each and every Friday night uh, at around nine o'clock Eastern time, nine p.m. Eastern. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, we'd we'd love to start doing more of that. I I know the goal for this podcast is eventually start streaming it and doing video and stuff but uh Mm -hmm. i haven't really introduced that yet just so we could get on our feet like hey we know what we're doing with this podcast now but okay luigi's mansion luigi's mansion yeah i think it's such a fun little quirky game more like luigi's vacuuming service am i right yeah (laughs) <laughs> finding all it's funny how much money you find in the couch cushions yeah i like you'll I, come across one thing and find several thousand coins hide, hidden hidden away somewhere it's just like how did somebody lose all that wouldn't they get worried yeah or like talk about encumbrance in video games like where do you store all of that money once Luigi picks it up, he has not once changed the filter on his vacuum. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing. They're just knocking everything out, keeping it clean. Yeah. 
yeah, dude, I'm I'm loving it. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm about eight hours in, eight or nine. Yeah, maybe? I think I'm four or five. Somewhere the puzzles aren't too hard. They're about as hard as you'd expect them to be for like a kid's game. But they're still clever enough that makes you think, yeah. lets you explore a lot. There's a lot of nice little nooks and crannies you can find with collectibles. And I think it's just a, a way better game than what 2 was supposed to be. So I never played 2. 2 was on the DS, right? 3DS. 3DS. They're all the same to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played the first one. I loved that one. That was one of my favorites on GameCube. Um, so I was really excited to pick up this one. It You don't need to have played the other ones. This is a standalone thing. It's Luigi and Mario mm-hmm. and Peach and a couple of the Toads, and they're going on vacation. They uh, want a trip to a hotel. Yeah, I... And I, they like, show up. It's like a five-star hotel. My headcanon is that is the... Uh, I, 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 I know it didn't happen exactly, but my head canon is that Mario married Peach at the end of Super Mario Odyssey, and this is the awkward honeymoon that they invited Luigi on. Uh-huh. Right? And then it turns out to be a haunted mansion. So, that's my okay. head canon. And everything okay. goes wrong, and Luigi has to save them. Yeah, and I love how the story is set up, too. It's a cute little way to set it all up, and Luigi's super scared as usual, going, <laughs> just going through this whole hotel that's thirteen stories high, fifteen stories high. I'm gonna say fifteen, yeah, yeah. And it's each floor is different, which is nice. It's all each of it has their own, its own character uh, charm to it that lets you want to explore. Each character, each floor has its own collectibles. And if you haven't play, played Luigi's Mansion before, just check it out. It's so much fun. It's so yeah. cute. And like a, it's almost like a Lego game. I do have to say, all of the voice acting though is pretty funny because it's all just like Mario, Mario, just like that nonstop. <laughs> oh, once I found out that you can press a button to have Luigi yell for Mario, I yep. just didn't stop pressing it. Yep, he's just like Mario. Mario, Mario. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, so let me ask you this then. With that, uh huh. Are how difficult are you finding it? Not at all. Not at all. I I think you mentioned the puzzles. Um, I'm I'm fine on the puzzles, but for some reason I'm dying fairly often. Maybe I just suck at this g- g- game. I haven't died once, I don't think. Goodness gracious. So I, 2019, in my opinion, has been the year of, like, not properly tutorializing you or just being very obtuse in, like, what do I do next? No one's really telling me. Um, This game is not particularly egregious at that. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, Baba is You or... Uh, Link's Awakening and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, no one's telling me where to do, where to go. That doesn't make sense. Why would that solve that puzzle? Who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. The thing is with this, in the boss fights, I'm I'm having trouble with them because my moves don't seem to be working on them. 
So you only have a handful of moves. It's like you can use your vacuum to suck. You can use your vacuum to, bl to blow. You have this plunger that you can uh, attach into your va va vacuum. So if they have like a shield or something, you can take the shield away. I like for so there is without spoiling anything there's one boss that shoots this kind of energy ball at you mm -hmm. and you have to blow it back in in their face and i tried that and it didn't do a thing Really? Yeah, and I was. Were just you just like, not pointing the vacuum in the right way? Well, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, may maybe I missed it, and I kept j j doing it, and it was just like, nope, it just it continues to hit me, and so I was like, okay, well, I can't do anything with that. So if I run around, do I need to wait for a certain moment for him to do something? Were no. You trying to push back every ball because there are certain colored balls that you could only push back. No, no, I I I later on found out that um but but yeah so at, at first I, I was like okay well, i don't know what to do with this so i was running around the map just trying to dodge everything and say if the right moment would present itself because that's usually the, ca the case with with these bosses they have some like major moment where it's like okay when they do that 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 means i can go at attack them um and i couldn't find it and eventually i looked it up on line and it was like yeah you need to blow it back in its face i was like i've been doing that and it's not doing anything and i've died <laughs> like this makes no sense i haven't uh, encountered any issues in the game like that i the only one i've really encountered was with menus and okay. i noticed that for any selection it takes a good couple seconds before you can actually make move anything around or press any button Okay. That's the only annoying part slow. I found on it. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's been that's been happening to me a couple times. Um, yeah, eventually I beat it, so it's just it's one of those things that if I'm having trouble, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna look up how. Oh, I just do that thing. Well, that's what I was doing. Okay, well, let's see if I can figure it out again. Mm -hmm. Let's see, but. Besides that, I'm having a lot of fun. I like it a lot. I do really wish this was more of a Metroidvania. That well, I think is never me what a Luigi's Mansion game has been. It's always been like a linear progression game. Oh sure, but I yeah. get I yeah. get what you mean though. I I think this would be the perfect opportunity f for them, like it, it to to expand Nintendo's catalog of like first party stuff, right? They have the open world uh ad adventure game with the new Zeldas. Uh they have Mario, which is the 3D platformer. This could be a more like Metroidvania style thing. Mm -hmm. Just in in this idea of you have this big huge mansion um and you just have to go explore it. Like, why don't they make it so that, like, I can upgrade the vacuum? Or just, like, get give me, like, two or three upgrades to the vacuum to allow me to yeah. use the plunger on bigger objects or uh, to use some kind of, like, water attachment or something. I don't know. 
but just to be like, oh, well, now I can finally go back to floor three where they had that one thing and I can go explore that. That's um, that's the weirdest thing about this game, too, because in past games, money never meant anything. It was just a way, yeah. something that you collected and at the end of the game, you got kind of like a grade, quote unquote grade, based on yeah. how much money you collected. Like in one, it upgraded your mansion after you finished up and you finally won it. Mm-hmm. And this one, the money is only used for getting collectible like finding out where the collectibles are on each floor yeah which i'm okay with but yeah i was expecting more of like you upgrade stuff like you upgrade guiji happen he's able to step in water finally or your vacuum can suck stuff up or suck yeah. more stuff up yeah the flash lingers longer on ghosts but or no do more damage or something yeah no but i like i if if they, if they can do like a simplified version of of that i think this game would be even better mm-hmm. but that's just me maybe that's just me yeah i don't know maybe it's it's maybe still next it's still game. great it's fantastic oh, yeah, it's still so much fun yeah that's me being like that's what i would do with the game if i got my grabby little fingers mm-hmm. on that game um yeah i'm liking it a lot so you're also still playing fortnite chapter two i am so they just had a halloween event it's called Fort Nightmares, which I think Ooh, is a great name. It's and spooky. Th- for this event, they have two different challenge groups going on. They have one <laughs> where there's a lot of community maps that they're showing off that are spooky maps. There's been some fun ones that are all about finding collectibles and going through scary storytelling maps. There's others that are more combat-focused, like there's a 2v2 game type now where it's random right. weapons that spawn, almost like the new Call of Duty mode. Sure. Gunfight, and right? That's yeah, gunfight. Okay, so it's very much like that, but it's Fortnite. Okay, and then there's this other mode called Storm King, and it's a strictly PVE mode where, in the center of a the map, they updated the middle island to be almost like a boss room, where this huge storm giant comes out of the ground, and you have you and tw- eleven other people have to kill it, mm. and it is pretty tough if people don't know what they're doing and not only are you trying to kill this monster who can one shot down you um there's pillars coming out of the ground that are spawning zombies who are always coming after you and if you die you're out but you intense yeah so it's once you get a good group going it's like one part or four people are on res duty on healing duty healing everybody up whoever gets down picking people back up but it's a Fortnite For- raid. Yeah, exactly like that. Huh. And it is a lot of fun, but it is very tricky because I like that. This whole time for the first phase, you're shooting down weak points, which are like glowing green or white or yellow orbs on the Storm King's body. You shoot them, they break, and then after destroying 3 of them, you have to shoot his horn. Mhm. After you destroy a horn, you're like, "Oh, great, I beat it." No, you have to destroy the other horn by doing the same stuff over again. And if you don't kill the horn fast enough, you have to kill those yellow orbs again. Yikes. So throughout this whole time, he's shooting laser beams, he's throwing meteors at you, he's summoning zombies to come after you. So it's a big manage of killing enough zombies to get ammo and good weapons, destroying them, so destroying the pillars that are summoning them so you can get machine guns to do more damage, avoiding the Storm King's attacks. 
And it all ends with this one huge fight against the Storm King. And it's just everybody laying into him, using all their weapons because there's no more zombies around. So you just have to hope that you have enough ammo to beat it. There you go. Sounds fun. Yeah, it was a great time. Good stuff. I finally beat The Outer Wilds. You uh, did? How'd you like the ending? I I loved it a lot. I I actually got stuck at the end of that game. I figured out what the like the the sequence of events that I needed to go do in that game, and I got stuck doing them. I couldn't get past this one part. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go watch the ending on YouTube. And I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of lackluster. And then like. Two days after that, I was like, you know what? I feel bad. I didn't actually beat the game. So I'm just going to go back and finally tr- try it again. And I finally did. I beat it. And doing it myself, the ending had a much better impact. It, I bet. It, it's a great game. Holy moly. It is fantastic. Uh, please go play The Outer Wilds. Not to be confused with The Outer Worlds. <laughs> both of which are on game pass so so it's one of those, those you got you get to sleep on it moments to really have it all click well it, I, it was something about me doing it myself that mm-hmm. it, it had a much greater impact um rather than just watching someone which could be an interesting discussion on its own of like hey twitch and mixer and stuff like that is so popular nowadays i'm sure there's a ton of people out there who don't necessarily play certain video games but watch their favorite streamers play them and that's Mm -hmm. their only experience with that and how that might change your perception of a game that could be an, an interesting discussion to be had but yeah i i liked it a lot it it made me feel very peaceful that's awesome! Congratulations! Yeah. I I really want to play it still. There's there's so much in the backlog right now. There really is. There really is. I I do think that game will come up in a lot of people's top ten list. Okay. Uh, so if if you are interested in playing some of the best games mm-hmm. from this p- p- past year, I would highly recommend that one. Just FYI. Okay. I'm still chugging along in The Last of Us, too. Nothing else to report. Or I, I guess The Last of Us as well. The Last of Us <laughs> you didn't get er- early copy of Last game. of Us Part no. 2? <laughs> I, I wish. Darn. Hey, Naughty Dog. Hey, Sony. You want to help us out here? Come on. Yeah, no kidding. Just help out this small little podcast channel. Yeah. It'll this, really help this, us out. This, this young upstart. The underdog. Yeah. Hey, you're a Naughty Dog. We're an underdog, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good stuff good stuff uh did did you want to talk about world of warcraft at all or should we move on to no, housekeeping? i i'm gonna talk about way more of that later on once we get to blizzcon so i'll sounds save her i'll say i'll save all that for later sounds good housekeeping stuff go check out our other podcasts uh including the captain's long the review show and the reactor core you guys can go check those out on our website the whatnots.com uh, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there for you guys to check out. Uh, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us. Uh, $1 a month gets you 
early access to episodes and the three dollar tier gets you all sorts of exclusive content uh and that by the way gets you all the exclusive content for all of our other shows too so for example the review show uh, which is our weekly book club show in the exclusive content for that we have covered some x-files some batman beyond uh all 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 sorts of stuff so you guys should go check it out Uh, but we also do want to give a big thank you to sam and and christine who are at the five dollar tier thank you so much we appreciate you guys for helping us keep the mics on stuff like that so we love we love you lots uh let's see that being said we have a big news week yes we do uh i'm crazy i know we're recording saturday afternoon in about 45 minutes is the next world of warcraft something i don't know what it's called you're gonna have to remind me diving deep into what all the new systems are okay so i'm gonna talk about all that later like all the new stuff and features coming to world of warcraft but we're gonna try and wrap it up as quickly as we can so because i i know mick wants to go watch that we're not going to be doing any kind of live reaction stuff however mick i'm not sure how long this will take we might miss the first couple minutes of that just fyi that's fine who knows we'll see yep that's fine well take us away then all right so we have nine new items this week and first off, there's been the max exodus, max exodus of people leaving Twitch and going to Mixer. Mm-hmm. And that has continued with King Goliathon. Uh, he announced yeah. in a video that he is moving to Mixer and that he believes working closer with Xbox and Microsoft would allow him to help more streamers, raise more money for charity, and throw larger gaming events. So this is in wake of um, Ninja, Ninja and, and Shroud, who recently moved over to Mixer too. Yeah, I thought this was neat because in his little video, uh, he kind of gave a little bit more details as to why they are moving there. Um, of course, I'm sure there's a ton of money involved, but it sounds like oh yeah, these people are going to have some kind of input on the platform as a whole. Uh, so to kind of help steer Mixer in the right direction so which i think is a smart move include these huge people who've been streaming and can provide that valuable input to really improve the platform exactly. and make it friendlier for the streamers because i think this week as well they announced mixer announced that they are lowering their subscription costs from six dollars to five dollars nice which is the same value that you get on twitch i did not so the streamers that, might be getting good. less money but they it's going to be more affordable for people by yeah. reducing it by a dollar, you're allowing more people to really subscribe and make it feasible. Like, oh, I already subscribed on Twitch. Might as well pay the same amount here, too. Yeah. I, I, I think this will also just help Microsoft ensure that stuff, that 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 that, that their next Xbox sells, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, your favorite streamers are already playing on it. They, they have this stuff. They have the hot new technology that all the kids want. And I think that plays into how they're going to really develop Mixer in -hmm. the next couple weeks to months and year, where if they do allow the integration like Google Stadia was talking about with YouTube, where you you see somebody streaming on Mixer 
and they're playing a game and they say, hey, I'm going to open my up my group and anybody on the stream can join me for now. And yeah. you just hit a button. If you have an Xbox, if you have Game Pass, and it will pop you right in there through xCloud, you can start playing with them. Yeah, all right. I think I kind of mentioned it last week too, but just the idea of like, hey, this guy is playing that game. It's on Game Pass. Hit this button yeah. and you can start playing it now, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's all smart moves, and I really hope that they develop it that way to make it more feasible and makes people who watch Mixer want to get Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Xbox being accessible, they have announced that the Xbox All Access is back. This is a program that they had before where you pay, it's almost like leasing a console for a couple years, but after Mm -hmm. you finish paying it all off, the console is yours. So before it was with the original Xbox or I think an Xbox One S. It was only through Dell or Microsoft Store, but you got Xbox Gold, Xbox Game Pass with it. So you're paying a little more than the base price each month for those features. But the cool thing is this time around, they have all that. You can also upgrade to Scarlet after you pay off a year of it. You can opt in to upgrade to a Scarlet right at launch. So you just move right into the next console and that's only if you have an X, but you can pay a little bit extra to do that if you have an S or an all-digital edition as well. Mm-hmm. And prices are $20 if you have an all-digital edition, $23 for the S, and thir- or $31 for the X. And it's also good to note that this that's is all deal. on Amazon too. Yeah. I think they said other platforms were coming eventually that you can get it elsewhere, but I know right now it's on. it's available on Amazon. Amazon, like 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 you j- j- just mentioned, I think this is fantastic. Me too. I I am very very tempted to do this, but I know I probably shouldn't. Uh, see, we're we're already in November. November's my birthday month, and so I've been thinking of upgrading my PS4 to a PS4 Pro because I'm old and slow. And haven't got on that, um, but I'm I'm not I'm still not so, sold yet on a PS5. I don't feel like I need to have that at launch. But Xbox, I definitely do want at launch. Yeah, so I might hold off on this only because I know I'm g- going to buy whatever Scarlet is c- called Project but- Scarlet. I think this is so smart of an idea too. Just have people yeah. pay $20. 100%. They get a huge library of games. They get those free games from gold and they can just play it. It's not a, a steep buy-in process with all the bells and whistles. So, But you get everything straight up front and it's guaranteed that you're just paying off that one amount. It's not going to be extra. There's no, um, there's no extra amount that you have to pay every month with it. Right. It's, you are just paying for the Xbox and subscriptions and that's it. If if they have this available when Scarlet launches, like f- for the next gen console, I think I'm absolutely gonna do it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm, I'll I'll pay thirty bucks a month to get the new console and uh, g- Game Pass Ultimate and stuff like that. Hell yeah, that sounds fantastic. But you have to be paying for a year to opt into Scarlet. It's not like you can just sign up a month before well, the I'm, console comes out. Right. I'm 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 saying like 
if I go straight to Scar Scarlet, like if I don't get this and next year when Scarlet comes out, like if they have it available, like if they if they have this kind of financing for Scarlet, just to be, mm -hmm. be like, hey, I will pay you, for example, let's just say it's 50 bucks a month. Like, hell yeah, I will pay you 50 bucks a month to get the the new Xbox Scar Scarlet right away with Game Pass Ultimate and stuff like that. And then after two years, it's mine, right? Yeah. So I yeah, I hope they carry this over to the next console too. Hopefully. I think that's I think it's smart and still allows people to hop in easily. Mm -hmm. Just makes Very it more feasible so. for especially during around the holidays. Very much so. And speaking of gold, Xbox has announced their game with gold for November. And it is Sherlock Holmes, the Devil's Daughter, The Final Station, and Star Wars Jedi Starfighter and Joyride Turbo that are three sixty backwards compatible games. There you go. Have you played any of these games before? Uh, no, I have not though. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, the show, we, I think it was maybe one of our test episodes that we did. We talked yes. about some story where the developer of, uh, a bunch of the Sherlock Holmes games was having some, some issues with it's their like they publisher having dispute, or something. Yeah. So I think it might be, I think it's the games before the devil's daughter. That we're having those issues. So this that one might being be said. Go support them and pick up this game. Yes, please. I'm sure that will help them out a ton. The next news item is EA and Valve have a partnership. So this seems like it's a way to combat what Epic is doing with Ubisoft and other companies. So EA, it seems like they're going to cancel their Origin stuff and just move everything to Valve. And Steam, where there's a much bigger user base. Well, and I, the partner, I, and the partnership is kicking off with Star Wars Jedi exactly, Fallen Order. I don't, I don't know if it's that they're actually canceling it. It's just it's available on Steam. Yeah, but you have to think though that if they are moving everything to Steam as well, why get it on Origin where there's no achievements? That's not nearly as many features. So I feel like this is just a way True. to get everybody off of Origin. Interesting. I've I've I, I I saw one person mentioning this might mean that like EA uh, Origin and stuff like that is in a little bit of trouble financially. Just being like, hey, no one's buying this. What if we put it on the largest platform that's out there? Ha! More yeah. people. Well, I think this came out after their fiscal report okay showing that they didn't have too many profits from origin i don't know the exact report but i think this is just a smart move for the consumer and yeah especially during a time when people are mad that everybody's going to epic because this would have been a huge get for epic if they got that but ea and valve partnering up that's kind of going against with the fears and also which i'm i'm wondering if this is like a move that valve initiated as well of just maybe. like hey Epic is getting all these exclusives. What if we do more of a subscription thing? Who knows? Yeah, and I feel like the only way that would work is if they showed that they would make more money on Steam rather than Origin. Because yeah. on Origin, they were getting 100% of the profits. Right. While on Steam, it's 70%, or I think it's, it might be 80% if you're a big, big publisher. Yeah. 
they could have given them some kind of deal, though. Yeah. Who knows? But only time will tell. And you, you, you said it's starting off, uh, they're launching on November 15th with Star Wars Jedi Fallen o- Order. Yes, and people can go to Steam now and pre-order it. Cool. And they're adding like, other games, too, over time, like Unravel 2, Stims 4, Apex Legends, FIFA 20, Battlefield 5, will all be coming throughout the year and next year. And will be, again, like we said, they'll be playable on both platforms. That seems neat. I I, yeah. I can't wait for, for more stuff like this to happen, to be like, hey, Game Pass is now on Steam or something. Who knows? Uh, if you have a subscription to Game Pass, you can play all of these games for free or something like that. Just more of these, like that that Game Pass type of subscription model on more places is what yeah. I want. Yeah, me too. I think the subscription model is the way that gaming is going, so hopefully That'll it all works out. Exciting. Yeah, but speaking speaking of subscription models, Sony is shutting down PlayStation View. This PlayStation is their who? T- exactly. So they announced a while ago that they had a TV service called PlayStation View, and it was I think it's forty dollars a month for live TV Something. on your PlayStation, and it's an app on your phone and TV. But they just never saw the return value, so they're shutting it down on January 30th, 2020. Yeah, this is k- kind of baffling to me. Not that they're shutting it down. That makes sense. <laughs> but th- just this idea that this is a PlayStation-branded thing, but it's tv It's like what Xbox tried to do with the launch of the Xbox One. Like, they tried to have a whole studio for putting out tv shows and movies but that never took off because everyone was outraged about them taking a multimedia approach and rather than just a game approach and so it was weird to see stony release this even though it probably wasn't too much for them i think they only released a couple shows like powers on Mm -hmm. playstation view yeah i i watched at least season one of powers uh can't say i watched it on playstation view though Oh well, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I just I, I. It's strange to me that it's branded as a PlayStation thing and not a Sony thing. Like if if this was a a Sony branded PlayStation, not PlayStation. I'm screw, screwing up my own words here. If this was Sony View. I think that could have hit a much larger audience, but this seemed more game-specific, but it it's not supposed to be. It's a little bit conf- confusing, and I think that's the, partly why it didn't take off. The only reason I could see it that they went with the PlayStation branding was because people are using a PlayStation. They see it as like a first-party app with the PlayStation logo. Yeah. So they're supposed to trust it. Well, if it was Sony, they may not have trusted it nearly as much because... The average consumer is very I dumb. I just bought this PlayStation. I don't know who these fuckers think they are. Sony? This Sony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this ain't PlayStation. Never heard of them. Mean, meanwhile, I'm here on my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you have to cater to the average consumer, which is very dumb and doesn't really know too much about 
how the industry works. So they had to go something pretty simple like that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. With naming wise. And the, their their statement is kind of odd too. It's like passively snarky. It's like yeah. un, un, unfortunately, the highly competitive paid TV industry with expensive content and network deals has been slower to change than we expected. So, except it's huge now, and YouTube TV is doing fine. Other programs that like Hulu is doing, where you have subscription models within the subscription model. Amazon is doing the same thing. That works. You can get live TV through that for those yeah. specific channels. It, but it, it's also it, just, it makes it's also it very expensive. Seem, yeah, it, it makes it seem like their their reasoning for folding was that it was too expensive and they couldn't work out network deals. Like it was, they thought it seemed like they were trying to say they were too cutting edge. Yeah, which is not the case, and they just didn't want to throw the money behind that. It's like, it's too expensive for us. Blah, blah, blah. We're leaving. Party poopers. Yeah. Oh, well. So, it's not going to be missed too much, I don't think. I don't think too many people used PlayStation View. Not really. But I've, I've despite that, despite us kind of poo-pooing it and making fun of it, I've actually heard decent things like it it seemed to work just fine but yeah i mean people who use it liked it but i don't think just enough people used it because there's so many other options that were more easily accessible and a lot cheaper available to them yeah exactly um moving on with other playstation news playstation plus for november have announced that their games are going to be neo and outlast 2 so it's weird that they're having Outlast 2 after October because that's a very spooky game. Yeah. Or the pe- games this past month, it was uh, Last of Us and was the other one? The show, right? It was yeah. MLB The Show. I'm yeah, wondering they- if Last of Us got in there because of the release date announcement and it pushed this one back I a month. Yes. It just it's just weird they still have it in November. I guess November can still be a little spooky. I mean, Halloween can be year around if you're not a coward. So <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you cowards, pick up Outlast 2 and play it in November. Play it exactly. on Christmas. Play Neo because the next one is Neo 2 gets a release date. Yay! Um this game has been talked about for so long, it's been highly anticipated. Um, there's an open beta right now from November 1st to 10th. And yeah, it's finally coming out in March 2020. And the beta is only available on the PlayStation Store. You just have to download it. You can start playing, trying out with a new character creator, environments, and new weapons. So I've never played Neo. These are kind of like... I. They're I'm, Souls-like games. That's what I thought. But it, it's more of like a samurai Japanese type of style right yeah it's like feudal japan style souls born i yeah that sounds fantastic then especially with sekiro coming out this year too if you guys like that game you should absolutely check out neo on playstation plus uh and then maybe that'll get you excited for neo 2 and again the beta is open now if you want to try it out 
from November 1st to the 10th. So you have many ways to see if you like Neo. Um, speaking of games that people might or might not like, Death Stranding, it was announced as coming to PC in 2020. Would It'll be published by 505 Games. And the review embargo for Death Stranding is up, and it's been getting very mixed reviews. I think it's yeah. like around a mid-80 on Metacritic, where some people are saying it's the best game ever, game of the generation, and others are saying it is absolute crap, and I don't get why people like it. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, let's... let's talk about the pc thing first and then we'll mm-hmm. start un- unpacking the critical response to death stranding this was interesting because if i remember correctly from the very start i think someone mentioned that this was coming to pc and then playstation was, was, was like uh, uh, no, no don't don't say that don't say that it, out loud it had a weird history because i think kojima is when he said it might come to pc but that was a while ago. I think it was yeah. when he first announced the game. Then it was saying on the PlayStation website, it was listed as a PlayStation exclusive. Then one day it was just taken they off took that it list. Off. Yeah. Without even a word. So now it finally makes sense as to why they did that. It's confirmed. Kojima Plus, Productions tweeted this morning that Death Stranding will be available on PC early summer 2020. Yeah. And what's also weird is that PlayStation is the one, or Sony is the one publishing it on PC. It's 505 games. Seems strange to me. I'm, I'm, well, the, the, the whole situation makes me think when they were started making this game, they were just going to put it out everywhere they could. And then mm-hmm. so, maybe Sony was in discussions with them at the time and they just hadn't finalized things yet. Who knows? And and that's why it was kind of hushed up really quickly. Uh, and then who knows? I don't know. Because there was that weird statement from PlayStation a while back about kind of expanding where a lot of their games are. Kind of hinting at some of their gigging games might be coming to PC. And then we saw... Um, what you call them? All of uh, what are those? Yeah, the I know what you're with talking the robots. About. Uh, yeah, it's heavy rain. Yes, heavy those type of games are, com- are they're on Epic Game Store. David Cage, that's the guy that makes those, right? Yep, all of his games, yeah. Quantic Dreams. Those were PlayStation exclusives, if I'm not mistaken, and those eventually they were uh, went on to PC. So stuff like that. The st- st- strange thing that people are pointing out is that this is made on the Decima engine, which is the same engine. Which is engine made by that, Gorilla. Yeah, which is the same engine that Horizon Zero Dawn is on, which is a PlayStation exclusive, and it's a PlayStation engine. So I don't know what that means. I don't know either. I think I think just Kojima has that big pull where you can just, do all that. Yeah, people want to work with him no matter what fact. it costs. Yeah. Interesting fact. All right, Mick. Yes. What what Kyle. are your thoughts on Death Stranding so far? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Have you been I, turned off? I couldn't Have you care been turned less. On? A little turned on. I mean, look at Norman <laughs> Reedus. But besides that, I couldn't care less about the game. Interesting. I've okay. been one of the few people who I was worried for a while would not would be the very like one of the small handful of people who would not like the game. But it turns out there's a lot of people in my camp. 
who are finally, after playing the game, even for a couple hours to beating it, said that they just did not like it. Now, were you worried because you thought Kojima went full Kojima? Or just like, this doesn't really look like the kind of games that I like? It was more the latter. It seemed like I don't know what's going on, and it seems like I'm just going to be walking around, which I'm okay with from time to time for a game like that. But it just did not appeal to me whatsoever when it was first announced and even throughout okay. the whole PR process. But what about you? Are you hyped for it? I I definitely like Kojima. I'm a fan of his. I wouldn't ever say I'm a super fan. I've played a number of the Metal Gear Solid games. I really like them. S- stealth is one of my favorite genres. Uh so I've I've been very interested in this, but I feel like I've been on a roller coaster, right? It was, at first I was super hype, and then it was just like, okay, a third trailer that we don't know what is happening. This is weird, but okay. And then it got to the point where I I feel like I was really low on the game, and I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. But actually, the response this game has gotten me more interested how so in in the game so so i i i went through art school go school and stuff like that and sometimes when everybody likes something there's not much interesting stuff to say about it we're all just like yeah it was good it was great loved it this is fantastic it was great uh but when like art 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 hits people in different ways right it makes people react differently someone might like something someone might not like that exact same thing so i think i i think when we can get something like this that causes so much discussion and 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 people having vastly different reactions to the same thing or the same moment within that thing that makes me interested because i it's it's still just like i don't know if i'm going to like this i could love it or i could hate it but because the reactions are so polarizing like i'm more excited to find out for myself and it's like oh Last of Us 2. I know that's gonna be fantastic. I know I'm going to love that game. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like it, this feels like a journey into the unexpected. Yeah, um, it does. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are getting lost or really getting hooked on this game. Is that it is that unexpectedness, and with just the mix of the gameplay mechanics and the Kojima-ness of it so far. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's going to be such a mixed bag even after release where more more and more people are going to be adding their voices to it, to the conversation of how is this game? Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I've read a bunch of reviews. I watched a couple. I watched the kind of funny one. I watched the inside gaming one. I think I read, uh, Khalif's review on the Hollywood Reporter. Khalif uh, from Spawn on Me. I'm actually in one of their T-shirts today. Shout out to Spawn on Me. Um, I yeah, like I, it's 
yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating. I I could still end up really not liking this game. It it uh-huh. it seems very strange. It seems very different, but it's something that I'm now less eager to find out the story stuff more eager to be like this seems like something we've never experienced before in the games in the games industry i kind of want to check it out just for that okay well please let me know how it is because i'm still open to play it i just i'm just it's not gonna be a day one buy for me gotcha good stuff let's move on with that since we don't have the game it'll be out uh november 8th i believe is when death stranding next comes out. week yes so a couple days after this episode goes public yeah uh, it will it'll be available for everyone yep so the next topic our last topic of the night well day is blizzcon and lots and lots of blizzcon news here we go so first off they have lost a sponsor over their actions. They lost their sponsor with Mitsubishi Motors after they made actions to sanction Blitzchunk for what he did. Yeah. So that is a hurt to their esports department because of it's a huge, giant motor company in Japan. Apparently, this was two days after they made the decision to punish him but it's just kind of coming out yeah now and has recently been confirmed so yeah i mean i i let's put the the next way you're the one who is super excited about all the announcements and stuff at blizzard because you play a lot more of their games than i do yes. i played overwatch for about a week when i first bought my playstation 4 um so i i I don't have much like i don't have much of a a, a say in what i think their company should do or stuff like like i'm not emotionally invested in them so i'm i'm kind of like good fuck them yeah (laughs) they can they can lose this sponsor right and that's a thing I hope this affects corporate, but not the departments. I hope this doesn't affect the esports department. I hope the esports department in China and every other part of the world learns from their mistakes from this. But when I'm going to talk about all the big announcements, you will learn that this is just a corporate move that really fucked over everybody else. Because every other department is listening. And so I'll get into that just in a little bit. But yeah, it's great that they're losing money now because of what they did. And I hope that they really learn from their actions. And I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I hope that they, they either stick to their guns or just get very lax on their rule because they just had that. They just pushed that rule on a very big hot button issue that is still hot button issue. And because it was so hot button, it really blew up in their face. But if it was anybody else, like if it was somebody supporting Trump, that and they got banned. It probably would have been a completely yeah. different story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things of like how how far are they willing to take that? Right? Does that mean yeah. they're gonna go into religious stuff? Does that mean they're gonna go into yeah. more political stuff? To- and I think that's what we need to see from them is either they put their heels down for everything, every stance, just keep it video games. So if like somebody talks about 
abortion, they ban them. If somebody talks about pro-life, they ban them. They just need to do it across the board for that rule, not just Hong Kong, to show that, no, it wasn't just Hong Kong. It wasn't just China. It was us doing it because it's a rule. Or they just get very lax with it. Yeah, I like. I'm. I'm kind of of like. So if let's put it this way, if I'm trying to think of or think as a corporation, yeah, you want to protect your ass, right? You yeah. Want to make sure. I I I just think they could have gone about this in a way that. Like still maybe punished him for like yeah you broke the rule dude but some way that like outwardly is like yes we have punished you but then on the inside it's just like yeah like this is just a slap on the, the on the wrist it's more of a formality uh, which is kind of not what they did so yeah I don't know I, the the whole thing is a mess. It is, and it, the mess kind of continued into BlizzCon, but at the opening ceremony, it's this big event where the head of Blizzard, head of Activision Blizzard, comes out and talks, gives us a, kind of like a quick state of the company, and this year, Jalen Brack came up, and the first things he said was, we're sorry about what happened. Didn't talk about what they were going to do differently. He just said that he apologized, and he's taking full credit, full responsibility for what happens. I, it seemed like he meant it, but there needed well, to be a little bit more there, and I hope I that more so. comes out. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he meant it, but that's just me uh, being extra cynical. I, I mm-hmm. remember when it started, I think I was still, I think Kind of Funny Games daily was still on so i was in their chat and i I saw someone being like oh my god they just apologized like they started out saying we fucked up and stuff like that so i like i kind of initially responded to that and was just like oh good like good for for them for talking about it right away yeah Um, which i guess is not even right away it took them a while to do this apology but it makes sense that they would open up but the other thing that they did it they opened it with this huge announcement where it's supposed to be about what they're creating and the fans and they said it to where every blizzard press person is going to be because every person Mm -hmm. at blizzcon is watching that opening ceremony and when when i dug a little deeper and saw more and more twitter reactions coming out and so on and so forth I, I, yeah, it, it, he didn't mention Hong Kong. He didn't mention the event specifically. He just said, hey, we apologize for what happened. Right. And it, it's, yeah, it, it, sure, there's an understanding of we know what he's apologizing for. But on this other hand, like, there's this lack of specificity there that just seems very corporate very cold and then the fact that they did not address or discuss what they're going to be do, 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 doing differently moving forward like that yeah it, it was just like this is a non-apology and i heard somewhere that there's gonna be a better apology with hopefully more substance coming out on monday after blizzcon but they wanted to address it and get right to the games and the big announcements because that's what blizzcon's about 
And I'm glad we got at least something. It would have been a completely different story if they just didn't even do anything at the opening ceremony or even at all. Yeah, it, it it it's just like it's one thing to say you're sorry and then like not change what you did. Like Yeah. But his chung is still banned for six months, right? Those 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 casters are still banned for six months. So are you really sorry? Yeah. Anyways. Let's get on with the actual big announcements. Uh, yeah. Um, after after this quote-unquote apology, they went right into the action. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, Diablo 4 is happening. It's actually real. It's, it's going to be... It's finally real. It's going to be based off of Lilith, who is supposed to... I think rumor said that she's supposed to be possessed by Diablo. And it's gory. It's dark. It's like Diablo 2. There's Little, not going to be an offline Little. mode. Um, they're gonna. It's going to come out when it comes out. Like they said, they just want to make it right. They owe it to the fans to make it right. But it's going to be a mix of the Diablo 2 atmosphere and darkness with the Diablo 3 faster combat. And it looks beautiful. Oh, awesome. my God. And it, they're open, opening, updating a little bit with more open areas where... It's going to be a non-linear story set in this open world. There's going to be hubs where you can see other players besides yourself and your party. There's going to be areas where you can do PvP. So PvP is back and it's actually going to be good, like they said. Well, it's going to be better than Diablo 3. So that was a great way to kick off BlizzCon because that cinematic was intense. And BlizzCon, Blizzard always does an amazing job with their cinematic. And this one really shows off what they can do. Next, they went into... I think this was when they went into kind of stuff that's on life support. They talked about Heroes of the Storm and how Deathwing is coming to the game. They're going to talk in the panel, I think, today about what they're going to do with the game. But right now, they've already cut the esports department for it. So it is kind of on life support. They're releasing heroes as they come along. Now, did I was it only the esports division of Heroes on the Storm that they shut down I think that, they, or was it the whole thing? Because I, I don't know. No, it's remember. only the esports department, but they also kind of downsized the whole department the whole here's the storm department as well I, I, because I it used to be every three or four weeks they would have a new hero but now okay. it's like every uh, couple months they have a new one that game fucking disappeared it was from... so much fun though when it was happening i loved heroes of the storm okay. and it's a shame that it's on life support now heroes of the storm <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um alongside <laughs> heroes of the storm on life support there is starcraft 2 where they're getting a new champion, which I forget the name of, but people were excited about that. And then they went into Hearthstone with the new expansion, Descent of Dragons, which is all about dragons. You're powering up this one dragon who, in the lore of World of Warcraft, he is this giant dragon back when Azeroth was very young. He was eating other dragons. He was the size of a huge continent, basically. I wonder if they're going to put more dragons in this. I don't know. I have no idea. It's just like descent of dragons. It's all about dragons. There's this other dragon about. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the whole expansion is about you powering up this card, Malakrond, and all the cards power him up and makes him more, more, more powerful. There's a whole new mode about it. There's also going to be a new mode called Battlegrounds, which is an auto battle genre, also like a battle royale kind of card game mode. Okay. It's in beta, but anybody who pre-orders Descent of Dragons gets Mal- 
Galakrond, sorry, gets Galakrond for free. So it's all about dragons. And then Overwatch 2 is now is actually in development as well. The rumors are true. It is a nice. full-on sequel where it has co-op and new PvE modes where, where it's all about story and hero missions. There's going to be cutscenes, missions with, that make sense in new areas like Canada. There's going to be new maps, new heroes. They announced the one yesterday. land of Canada. <laughs> exactly. I think it's in Toronto. But it's very mysterious. All this is brand new. It's but the coolest announcement from this is every new addition to PvP, the new maps, new heroes are also going to be playable on Overwatch One, and you can play together. And yeah. every cosmetic you unlock in Overwatch One will carry over to Overwatch Two, which I think is a smart move. That's really fascinating to me. That so I, I like. Did they say if that's always going to be the case or if it's only for the first year that the game is out to transition people? I think they people, said it will or... always be like that. Interesting. So you're that, only that really getting going to have to update two games then. Yeah, but it might also just be a scaling issue because it's only a, it's an updated graphics engine for Overwatch 2. So they have nothing too flashy and shiny, but everything looks a little bit crisper. Okay. But... It's still going to be like PVE mode's going to be balanced on its own. The talent system for PVE is not going to go into PVP at all. But I think so it's smart to allow everybody to play together. Technically, if you if you don't want the like story modes, like if you don't want all that extra stuff, could you still technically just buy Overwatch One and yeah. it be? Like I, I wonder if they're gonna do like a next gen generation. Like, hey, here's the next gen patch, right? And it's like maybe a newer version of the game with the upgraded graphics, stuff like sure, that. For like, Overwatch honestly, no, 1, I'm sure that, that for when the Scarlet PlayStation Five come out, it's only they're only release Overwatch Two, mm-hmm. which is a great way to get the console players onto the new game. But if you don't want to upgrade, if you're still playing on PC, you can still play Overwatch 1. They're not going to force you. They said that that sucks. And what I like, too, is that this was a big complaint about Destiny 1, Destiny 2. Because of all that stuff you bought with silver never carried over. Mm. While here they're saying, you know what? It sucks that you spent all this money on us. You get to keep it all still. Like, it sucks that you spent That's all the good. money on us and you're going to lose it. So we're not letting you lose it. You will keep yeah. it. Sucks for you spending all your money on us. <laughs> yeah. And then the biggest final announcement that got really, me really hyped was that World of Warcraft's next expansion, Shadowlands, where we are going into the realm of death and decay, where all the souls go after dying. And I've been there. The, the cinematic was beautiful. Sylvanas fighting the Lich King and destroying the Lich King helmet, which will release the Scourge back on the Azeroth because that to get into some quick lore, the lit, there must always be a Lich King because he's the one who controls the undead. The undead gotcha. that are mindless zombies who, if they are released, they will take over the whole world. They are unstoppable, basically. Like one does? Like one does. So Sylvanas breaks that helmet and opens a portal to the Shadowlands where her new partner who has not been named yet except they're called the jailer we are going there we're going to try and stop sylvanas from whatever she's trying to do with the help of these four beautiful beautiful groups 
Like there's one about nature. There's one that's very priest-like. There's one that is more down to earth. And there's one that is very Castlevania. And the first raid is in like a Castlevania-like castle. Hmm. But there's so many great mechanics coming with this expansion. They have been listening to the fans. They got rid of the huge grind that has been ability power or Azerite power. That's been the passive expansion because that has been a huge social pressure on the game. You need to have a certain amount of this power to be effective. And they're saying, you know what? That sucks that you need to be pressured to play that so much and have to be at a certain level just to be able to do normal content that you wouldn't need it for. So that's not going to exist. They're squishing the levels to make it easier for everybody to get into. It's back to level 50 to 60 for the okay. newest expansion from down from 120, which it's at now. Okay. And you can level up from to 50 in one expansion. You can create a new character, go to one of the expansions, don't have to do the base game, level up from 1 to 50 very quickly, and then just get right into the action with Shadowlands. Interesting. They're updating the way that loot drops. It's not going to have as much RNG. Because right now, you can get that loot piece that you want, but it may not have all the correct stats. It may not be uh, Warforge or Titanforge, which is another RNG piece that would upgrade it even more, make it more powerful. It may not have a slot in it, so you can put gems in to increase the stats. So they're getting rid of all that. They're saying, if you get the piece of gear that you want, it's going to be usable. So it's it's kind of simplifying it for new users? Simplifying it, just making it more playable to everybody. Okay. The new users, casuals, and for people who are longtime fans, they're just saying, you know what? We have made the system that's way too complicated. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to take it back to basics. Okay. And the last thing, which I think is awesome, is that if you create an alternate character and you want to level up through Shadowlands, they're not going to say, oh, welcome to Shadowlands. This is the first time you're here, right? If you say no, say, too bad. It's, we're going to act like it's the first time you're here. You have to go through everything. You're going to start off with making a choice that you make an endgame on your main character. You're just going to basically work towards endgame while leveling up from 50 to 60, which is okay. really smart too because it's respecting your time more. Gotcha. So you don't you don't have to like beat the, the expansion and then spend the next like 50 hours just being like, okay, now I need to get raid ready or whatever. Well, no, that stuff is, like, is that? An ultimate character, you are working towards that already when leveling up. Not, yeah, yeah. I I guess that's what, what what I mean. Like it's it's all it's all mixed into one thing. So by the time you're yeah. you're done with uh, whatever it is you're doing in this expansion, you'll be good to go. Yeah. So okay. all these announcements are showing that, the, that each department nice. is listening. The Diablo department was basically it was a huge apology for what they did last year with and with Diablo 3's launch. So they are making it so much better for Diablo fans. Overwatch 2, it's giving people that option to have the story in the game besides just talking points that some characters might have with interactions, some stuff you might find on the ground, their cinematics. Like, you're going to get a lot more story about the game now. Okay. World of Warcraft, they're correcting a lot of stuff that's been issues since 2008 that they've been adding to the game. So they're basically going back to basics and what the fans loved. And then Hearthstone, they're adding more modes that people like to play. So... It's like all these smaller departments are listening to the fans while Blizzard, Papa Blizzard, is still still has their head up their ass. Jab. <laughs> okay. 
Interesting. Well, good to know that stuff. What are you excited? Like, so th- that stuff was most of the stuff that was announced yesterday, right? Yes. What are you looking forward to still? I n- know there's the thing that j- 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 just started like two minutes ago. Uh, yeah. But like, um, what I are you still looking forward to? I can't wait for, especially Overwatch 2. I want that story. And World of Warcraft. I am a huge World of Warcraft player. And I think with what they've shown off, what they're talking about is going to be new to the game, what they're changing back. Like, they're bringing somebody in called the Unpruner, who is going to be fixing a lot of the class issues. They're going to be adding abilities back that really showed, like, really help make that class what it is and not make it uh, spec specific. So, like, there's going to be spells now that are specific to mages and not a type of mage. So, the way that they're updating that game. It just sounds like it's going to be way better, and I just can't wait to get into what they're going to do for World of Warcraft and see what they're going to get with it. Sounds good. And I love the, I love the lore so much, too, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, for sure. Uh, so I do want to mention that there was one more story uh, about the Yakuza 7 box art and stuff like that, but we are going to be holding that off for next week when Ignacio comes back, because I know he's a big Yakuza fan, and he can help explain... What some of this stuff is, I don't necessarily know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we will, uh, I guess, kind of wrap things up there. Kind of in the background, I know we're still going to be playing Luigi's Mansion. Maybe next week we'll do our kind of review on that. We'll see. We're we're still trying to figure out how we want to do reviews on this show, if and how. Um, yes. So we're 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 gonna be figuring that stuff out. Hopefully, we'll be talking about that more next week. Uh, as well as Death Stranding should be out by the time we record the next episode. So we'll have our very first hands-on impressions on that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yeah, we will be back next week with more. Mick, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me everywhere at the Nanobiologist, or in some areas like Twitter. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation as DA Nanobiologist because of character limits. Sounds good. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at The Whatnots on Twitter if you guys want to stay up to date with all of our shows. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, sell your soul. Whatever you need to do to help us out uh, would be very, very much appreciated. Uh, if you guys like the show here, if you guys could uh, give us some nice feedback on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're finding your podcast, if it has a rating system or a review thing, if you guys could do that, that would help us out a ton so we can uh, start shooting up the charts a bit on on that stuff and be noticed. Yeah, that, that would help us out a ton uh last but not least discord if you guys want to join us on that it is the whatnots.com slash discord and that will take you straight to our discord page we would love to uh have you join us and talk about all sorts of things from comics and movies and video games and disney plus because that stuff is about to start happening this month too. oh my god there's so much stuff happening oh, this yeah. month uh, okay uh with that We will get out of here and we will see you next week. Sayonara. Have a good weekend.